the sermon from St. John's Lutheran Church, Hancock, Minnesota, for May 30th, 2010. Grace and peace to you from God our Father and our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Amen. The word from God through which the Holy Spirit reminds us of the faithfulness of our God is Numbers chapter 6, verses 22 through 27, the first lesson. Then the Lord said to Moses, Speak to Aaron and his sons, saying, You shall bless the children of Israel in this way. Say to them, The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine toward you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up his face toward you and grant you peace. When they place my name on the children of Israel, I myself will bless them. This is the word of our Lord. Dear friends in Christ, fellow saints washed clean in the blood of our risen Savior. So many promises are made, so many are broken. Take a few moments to watch this brief video clip to be reminded of that. Wedding vows, broken. Father's promise to his son, broken. Politicians' pledges, broken. So many promises made, so many broken in this world of sin. Who can you trust? Who can you believe in this world of broken promises? Even a trustworthy, sincere, honest person can't always keep his promises. Those words of blessing you heard from Numbers chapter 6, handed down from the Lord to Moses to Aaron to us. In those words of blessing, you, dear friend, you have the promise from the Lord God himself. For you see, when God uh, makes a blessing, it's more than just a wish. God's blessing is his promise of good, the promise of his favor and his gifts. And he does not go back on his promises, for his blessing never breaks. That's the theme we want to keep in mind here this morning. His blessing never breaks, for you see, His name guarantees it, and their actions fulfill it. Yahweh's blessing never breaks. Maybe as as you listen to that theme, (coughs) you wonder, where where is that name, Yahweh? You don't see it there in Numbers chapter 6 on the back of the bulletin, do you? you? You hear it in the theme, you see it on the new banner up here, but where is it in the text? Or maybe you're even thinking to yourself, I've read my Bible cover to cover and I don't remember any verse that had that word in it. And you'd be right. The NIV, the, the King James, and many other English translations don't have that word. Because you see, even though you see it in English letters there, it's not an English word. It's a Hebrew word. <coughs> it's a, a Hebrew word and you see it spelled out in the bulletin there in the Hebrew letters. If you read from right to left there, yod Hey vav Hey, which sort of have the same sounds as the English letters Y-H-W-H. 
But how do you translate it? This isn't a regular word, you see. It's not like the other terms that we have in the Hebrew Bible that refer to God, like Elohim, which means God, and Adon, which means Lord. Those were used for the true God as well as for false gods, and even at times for human beings, just like God and Lord can be used in English in in those ways for the true God or false gods. But not this one, not this word. This was only used of the one true God. It was the special word that he chose to reveal as his name. The special word that he chose to make himself known by. In fact, the, 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 the Israelites held it in such high regard that they did not want to misuse it in any way, so they did not even speak it. When they came across this word, they would simply say, maybe Hashem, meaning the name. Or others would say, Adonai, meaning the Lord. And since the ancient Hebrew writing did not write out the vowels, we're not sure how to say this word at all. Um, That has been lost over the ages. And so it comes down back to that question, how do you translate it? Some, since we don't know the vowels, some have taken those consonants and put certain vowels in there and come up with the word Jehovah. That is one way to put this word into English, that Hebrew name for God. A better study of the Hebrew says that maybe these vowels work better, making the word Yahweh. But most English translations follow the Hebrew tradition of not translating it at all, but simply saying, the Lord. And that's what the NIV and the King James usually does. That when they come across this word, they simply translate it as, Lord, but in order to show you and me that this is not the regular word Adonai or Adon for Lord, but that this is that special name that the Lord God has chosen to be known by, they put it in all capital letters. And so if you look again at the uh, text at the back of the bulletin, notice how often that word Lord is printed out in all capital letters. Each time in the blessing, the Lord bless you, the Lord bless you, Look on, make his face shine on you. The Lord turn his face toward you. That's in all capital letters. Because that is that special name. That is Yahweh, or however it was supposed to be pronounced. But more important than than how to translate it, or how to say it, is what is its significance. Why did the Lord God choose this word to make himself known by? What does he want us to, to think And remember, when we hear Yahweh or Jehovah or or see the Lord with all capital letters. And to answer that question, we want to listen to what the Lord himself has to say when he explains this special name. For it doesn't have exactly the same meaning as our English word Lord. When we hear the English word Lord, we think of someone who has authority to rule, a master. And, and, you know, the Lord God certainly has authority over all. But that's not the main emphasis. Let's listen to what the Lord God himself says as he explains his name, Yahweh, Jehovah, the Lord. And the first of the two places that that he does this in detail is in Exodus chapter 3. This is when he speaks to Moses at the burning bush. He is calling Moses to lead the people of Israel out of Egypt to the land of Canaan just as he promised to Abraham. 
And when Moses says to him, well, what should I say if the people ask the name of the God who sent me? Here's the answer. I am who I am. This is what you are to say to the Israelites. I am has sent me to you. God also said to Moses, say to the Israelites, the Lord, and that's with all capital letters, Yahweh, the God of your fathers, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob has sent me to you. This is my name forever, the name by which I am to be remembered from generation to generation. When the Lord God speaks, he says, I am. And so when we would talk about him, we would say, he is. And those four Hebrew letters that make up the word Yahweh are the same Hebrew consonants for the ancient Hebrew word for He is. Yahweh, the Lord, is the eternal present. He always is. And what does that mean? Well, first of all, that means that He does not need anyone or anything else. He is self-sufficient, independent, and so He is free to act. Free to act according to His own good pleasure. For He is Yahweh, the Lord. He is. And that also means that He is constant. He does not change. He is faithful. For He is Yahweh, the Lord. He is. He is free to make His promises so that nothing can get in his way of keeping them. For he is independent of all. And he is faithful, unchanging, constant. So his promises are sure and certain. For he is Yahweh the Lord. His name guarantees it. That he keeps his word. His blessing never breaks. There is more there as well. And that takes us to the second place in Scripture where the Lord talks about His name, the Lord, Yahweh. This is, again, on Mount Sinai and to Moses, but this is now after the Exodus, after the Ten Commandments, after the Golden Calf, as Moses goes up the mountain and is there the second time for the Lord to write on those two tablets of stone. Here is what the Lord proclaims. The Lord, the Lord, And both of those are in capital letters. Yahweh, Yahweh, the compassionate and gracious God, slow to anger, abounding in love and faithfulness, maintaining love to thousands and forgiving wickedness, rebellion and sin. Yet he does not leave the guilty unpunished. He punishes the children and their children for the sin of the fathers to the third and fourth generation. Yes, do you see how he first of all introduces himself here? The compassionate and gracious God. What good news for you and me that he who is the I am, the the, the Lord, Yahweh, who does not change, he is that God of compassion and grace. And so, when he makes his promises, he is free to do so, free to do so by grace. That is how he acts according to his good pleasure, by grace. You and I, we don't deserve it, but grace. Grace gives us the good that we do not deserve or earn in any way. For He is the Lord, Yahweh. And He is faithful, it says. He faithfully keeps 
his promises. Just as he made his promises long ago to Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, so he fulfilled them through Moses, he fulfilled them through his son, he fulfills them for you and me today. His blessing never breaks, for you see his name guarantees it. He is Yahweh, the Lord. And what comfort and hope for you and me in this world of broken promises. Here is the one whom you can trust. Here is the one who will never go back on his word to you. For he is the Lord, Yahweh. Even the best brand name will fail at one time or another, but not the Lord. He is faithful. He never fails. Even a trusted friend might betray you, but the Lord never goes back on his word, for he is Yahweh. He is the unchanging God, the God of unchanging grace. He freely makes his promises and faithfully keeps them, for he is Yahweh, the Lord. His blessing never breaks, for his name guarantees it. And not only does his name guarantee it, but their actions fulfill it. For as you hear these words of blessing, you can also look and see how he has carried them out. Their actions fulfill them. And maybe you're sort of wondering why, why this change from he to they. His name, their actions. Is the Lord, Yahweh, is... Do we say he or do we say They. And in a way, you could say yes. For the Lord, Yahweh, the one true God is the triune God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Each one individually is Yahweh, the Lord, our God. But Yahweh, the Lord, is one. He is they, and they are he. I know the grammar doesn't sound right at all, but it's a mystery beyond our understanding. And that's important for us to to grasp here because some, like the Jehovah's Witnesses, want to say that only the Father is really the Lord, Yahweh, Jehovah, and that the Son and the Holy Spirit are lesser beings or things. But the Bible clearly calls each one, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, calls each one of them the Lord calls each one of them Yahweh, Jehovah, our God. And these are not simply three different names for the same person because each one is spoken of distinctly. And yet the Bible also clearly says that the Lord, our God, Jehovah, Yahweh, is one. Yes, it's a mystery we cannot comprehend. We accept it because that is what our God says. We accept it by faith. And in the blessing here, we see just how wonderful the actions of our triune God are as He keeps His blessings over us. It says here, The Lord, Yahweh, bless you and keep you. Think of the Heavenly Father's hands open in blessing. They're not closed in a fist so that you have to pry His fingers open to good, at the good things He has No, his hands are open to satisfy the desire of every living thing. And think of how he has blessed you and me. 
He has not only created all that exists, but He has created you, you, giving you your body and soul, eyes, ears, and all your members, your mind and all your abilities. And He continues to have His hand open, taking care of us each and every day, daily and richly providing us clothing and shoes, food and drink, house and home, spouse and children, all that we have and all that we need. And not only see His hands open in blessing, but also see His hands around you, keeping you safe. For He not only blesses us, but He also keeps us. He keeps us under His care, guarding and protecting us from all evil, defending us from all danger. Psalm 121 expresses such safety in the Lord in this way. The Lord will keep you from all harm. He will watch over your life. The Lord will watch over your coming and going both now and forevermore. Yes, the Lord bless you and keep you. The Heavenly Father is taking care of us. That is how He puts His blessing into action. His blessing never breaks. The Lord, Yahweh, Make his face shine on you and be gracious to you. The Father opened his hand and gave us his greatest treasure of all, his own dear Son, Jesus Christ, our Lord. When you look into the face of Jesus, you look into the face of your God. You look into the face of Yahweh, Jehovah, the face that shines with grace. For Jesus came from the Father full of grace and truth. And how we see grace as we look at our Savior and at His cross. For you see, as we said before, grace gives us what we in no way deserve. We don't deserve God to do anything good for us. For we began life as rebels against Him. That is what sin is, rebellion. We were His enemies. And the wages of sin is death. That's what we earned. But grace, grace gave us what we had not earned. It gave us the Son, Jesus Christ. And in Romans chapter 5, the Apostle Paul helps us see just how amazing this grace is. He writes, You see, at just the right time, when we were still powerless, Christ died for the ungodly. Very rarely will anyone die for a righteous man, though for a good man someone might possibly dare to die. But God demonstrates his own love for us in this. While we were still sinners, Christ died for us. What grace! And as we stand there at the cross, seeing the grace of God shining, we also come to a greater understanding of those words we heard back in Exodus 34, when the Lord was explaining His name to Moses and saying, The Lord, the Lord, the compassionate and gracious God, slow to anger, abounding in love and faithfulness, maintaining love to thousands and forgiving wickedness, rebellion and sin, yet he does not leave the guilty unpunished. That seeming contradiction is only resolved as we stand there at the cross. For there certainly we see what grace, what compassion, what love and what faithfulness the Father has shown us by giving us his Son. There, the Lord, Yahweh, gave us His Son. And in the person of the Son, there, the Lord, Yahweh, died for you and for me as our substitute. 
Just think of that. Jesus became our sin. Our guilt counted against him. As he hung there on the cross, divine justice saw the sinners of all times and all ages and punished the guilty by punishing the Son. Yes, God did not leave the guilty unpunished, but punished His Son in our place, counting Him as the guilty one. And that is why there is forgiveness for you and for me, rebels though we were. Yes, that is why the Lord can say, forgiving wickedness, rebellion, and sin. In the cross, in Jesus, you have that forgiveness from the Lord. And this, this seals God's blessing to us, doesn't it? The English word blessing can be traced back to the old English word blood, meaning blood. The blood of God's Son. Yes, the blood of Yahweh the Lord seals His covenant, His blessing to you and to me. And this is the peace. This is what brings us the peace that the Holy Spirit works in our hearts. And that that takes us to the third line of the blessing. The Lord look on you with favor and give you peace. That is the work of God, the Holy Spirit. Through the word and the sacraments, the Holy Spirit turned his face toward us in order to turn us from our path of unbelief, death, and damnation, to turn us to the cross, to turn us to the Son, to enlighten us with his grace, The Holy Spirit leads you and me to confess what Jesus did on the cross, He did for me. He has paid for my sins. I am justified before God because Jesus took my guilt in my place. That leads us to confess with the Apostle Paul in Romans 5 that you heard in the second lesson. Therefore, since we have been justified through faith, We have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. Yes, this peace that the Holy Spirit brings you and me is certainly a divine work. For the Holy Spirit is our God. Yes, the Holy Spirit along with the Father and the Son is Yahweh, the Lord, the one true God. But maybe you're thinking to yourself, but I don't always feel that peace. I don't always see the Lord's blessing in my life. Sometimes things seem just the opposite. As I go through times like that, all Christians go through times like that. Does that mean that the Lord's promises have failed? Has His blessing been broken? No. No, for you see, the Lord wants us to live by faith. Not by what we see and not by what we feel. He wants us to live by faith in His Word. And so at times He hides His blessing. He hides His blessing not to torment us or to punish us, but to train us, to strengthen our faith so that we trust Him and not our sight or our feeling or our reason, but we trust Him and His Word. Trust the Lord, for He is Yahweh, the unchanging God who keeps His promises. His blessing never breaks. And the other 
circumstances under which we might think that God's blessing has been broken is if we leave him and no longer experience his blessing. But that would be like someone in a boat jumping out and drowning. It's not because the boat failed. It didn't leak or break or, or, or sink. The person jumped out. And in the same way, if we leave the Lord, it's not that his promise or his blessings have broken or failed. It's that we have failed. We have left. But unlike a boat that simply sinks there, even though we might turn and leave him, he seeks us. Like a shepherd looking for his lost sheep, he earnestly calls us back to himself. Don't harden your heart, but listen and believe his word of promise. For he is serious when he says that he does not leave the guilty unpunished. He punishes the children and their children for the sins of the fathers to the third and fourth generation. The Lord wants us under his blessing. But only with Jesus do we have forgiveness. Outside of Jesus, following our own way in life, there is only death and punishment. But in Jesus, there is forgiveness. For the Lord's blessing never breaks. When you see that word, Lord, in all capital letters as you read your Bible. Remember what we've talked about here today. That is the special name the Lord has chosen to make himself known by. The name of the one true God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. The name that was placed on us on our baptism when we were reborn into his family. The name of his blessing. And as you hear those words at the end of the service, those words that have been spoken over God's people in many different languages for about three and a half millennia, remember that the Lord keeps His word. He has freely made His promises and He faithfully keeps them. He is the God of unchanging grace, for He is Yahweh, the Lord. His blessing never breaks. Amen. Please stand. The peace of God that surpasses all understanding will keep your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. Amen.